Got Your Back Podstream is brought to you by Kinprint. For all your company's promotional needs, they do it all. Apparel, promotional products, using the highest quality brands. They do logo design, signage, and printing. Kinprint will promote your brand with excellence. Visit kinprint.ca. What's going on, folks? Welcome to Got Your Back, Thursday night edition. We are live streaming on Twitter and on YouTube. Rob Brown and Jason Strudwick, along with Chris Sabunia, are standing by. Got a great podcast in store for you tonight. As always, Got Your Back is brought to you by our proud title sponsor, Sherwood Buick GMC. They're totally pumped to announce that once again... They are the number one volume GMC dealership in the entire country. That's six consecutive years. That's not by accident. They know what they're doing. Streamlined sales process. They treat you well. They've got stock. They've got great vehicles. They make the leasing, the financing process. Everything goes nice and easy. They want to thank you for helping them maintain that spot. Your loyalty is why they are there. Visit Phil and the crew in Sherwood Parker online at www.gmcpod.com. We're coming at you from our long shot studio here in Sherwood Park. Amazing golf, fantastic sports bar. It's a great experience altogether. Visit longshots.ca. That is longshots with a Z. As we say good evening to the fellas. Brownie, strutty. One of these things is not like the other one, Brownie. Yeah, one of I, us is I love to do hats. a little something. Yeah. Hey? Hats look cool. Yeah, the, the guy that wears hats all the time doesn't seem to have the new hat. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. You guys look good. Really, really sharp. Thanks, buddy. And you're trying to buy Strud's' love. Like You know that Strud's buys me lunch every week, and now all of yeah. a sudden Strud's is getting new hats. All right. So the folks at Kinprint can get anything done. Uh, we got a snapback on Struddy, but what they did is they took – so you know how on snapbacks they have these right here? They actually were able to double up one of these and to make it big enough to fit around Strud's head. So it's a custom-made one. It's actually a $150 hat that he's wearing because they had to double up the material and the snapback. But Struddy, fitting good, feeling good? Oh, the confidence is well-deserved. I've been playing uh, very well recently on the uh, podcast, so my head is slightly swollen. Uh, I had to back the camera up about 10 inches. <laughs> buddy, buddy, see, Brownie, that's not true. Our friend here sleptwalked through the last podcast. Like, he was a zombie that's through the last podcast. He was sleepwalking. It's true. Well, that, is that is that an improvement on the, the one before where he stole all your lines? <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, that was awesome. Good stuff. Uh, okay, guys. Speaking of hats, Brownie, we did think of you. And the good people at Kinprint absolutely thought of you. So sitting here waiting for you, I have Ooh, one of these bad nice. boys. I like that. Now, this is a limited edition. We're going to call it the Brownie because I know the way you like to wear your hats uh-huh boom oh i like that a lot like it a lot hey what's what's gyb stand though for though okay. <laughs> for goodness sakes man when are you gonna are buy are, into this whole thing you're part of those our initials 
Yeah, that's your initials. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, and exciting news tonight on the podcast, guys. We're actually going to start giving some hats away. People have been asking oh, how yeah. they can get them. Now, unfortunately, it's going to be for our Edmonton and area customers. Um, we're going to have a trivia question a little bit later on in the show. And not only are you going to get a chance to win one of our Got Your Back hats, but you're also going to get a $25 gift certificate at DeBoer's, a fantastic local golf shop. So we're going to give you a trivia question a little bit later on in the show, right before our Ask Us Anything segment. You email us the answer, and we'll take all the right answers, do a little draw, and we'll get in touch with you if you win a hat. You go pick it up at DeBoer's. You get a $25 gift card while you're there. Great deal for Got Your Back listeners. So finally happy to start uh, being able to get some some of these hats distributed a little bit. Boys? Cool. Really cool hats. I'm glad you took our advice. Yeah. Well, see this. This was what you guys wanted. You wanted the letters mm -hmm. all along. So yeah, I think that looks sharp. We got Don't a know bit what of the letters stand for, but it looks really, really sharp. Yeah. <laughs> your back, you donkey. Uh, okay. Also on the podcast tonight, we're gonna have our third. We're gonna do things a little bit out of order, guys. In the third segment, so we're gonna go. We'll do the breakdown. We'll figure out what the hell was going on with the D pairings today. We'll we'll dive into that. Corey Perry struds up in that top six already. Uh, and then in our third segment, Hart Levine from Puckpedia is going to join us. Hart knows all there is to know about the salary cap because if we're going to have an intelligent conversation about oil or trade targets, you need to be able to reference it with the cap. What does it mean for the cap? So we're going to go over a bunch of ideas. You can send us your ideas and your questions for that third segment, and Hart will work through the financial logic with us. We'll work through the hockey logic, and we'll have a great, uh, hopefully, elevated discussion compared to what we normally do about trade targets. Let's get to the breakdown, gentlemen. Brought to you by Mr. Dirk, the iconic men's clothing store. Founded in 1939. You have to check it out. Just off White Avenue and 102nd Street. Fantastic suits and shirts and pants and belts. If you got that high-end stuff in your wardrobe, right? If you're a guy that's got to wear a suit now and then, they've got you completely covered. Or if you're more on the casual side, they got your back there as well. Awesome, high-quality clothing, great service. Sterling and Dan, they're like family. They've been taking care of me for many, many, many years. So check them out at uh, mrdirk.com. Okay, boys, Twitter was running amok today, wondering what the heck Chris Knobloch was doing, mucking around with a set of D-pairs that have been pretty damn good here for a couple of months. For those that have not heard, this is what he rolled out at practice today. Darnell Nurse, Vinny DeArnay, Matthias Ackholm, Cody Cece, Brett Kulak, and Evan Bouchard. So, but we're going to hear from Knobloch. We're going to hear what he has to say. Uh, guys, just Brownie, give me your well, Struds. Let's start with you, the D man. What are your initial thoughts uh, when you heard that today? Well, first off, I saw Tony Brar first, so I liked his tweet about it, and he rejected my like. So oh, obviously, did he? there's some resentment. <laughs> the nerve! When I rejected his New Year's Eve. Wow. Um, New Year's best wishes. So I just wanted to get that on the record that I'm not the only prick. Uh, in the world. Um, then I then I got past that. And I looked at the demon and I was really surprised by this mix-up. Or uh, sorry, not the mix-up, by the change-up that he did. And you know, I try to think, have we seen some of these combos before? But usually it's that Cohen Darnay on the penalty kill. 
you know, and that Bouchard's kind of on his own, or you'll see Ekholm and Nurse together on the power play. So it's not like they've said, well, we've seen this and we've liked this, you know, in, in different parts of the game. This is almost like they just, this is literally the very definition of putting a D pairings in the blender. It is literally the definition of it. So here we are, and I, I, I don't know how, what the goal is. They just want to look at to shake it up, to see, see if maybe they're a bit stagnant. You know, I was trying to think, is there a puck mover on each one? I mean, Kulak and Bouchard are pretty decent. Well, Bouchard's really good. Kulak's not bad. Ekko moves it pretty well. Does he move it better than Nurse? Maybe he's a little bit better passer, but I think, if anything, it's marginal. And then you got Vinny and Nurse together. So I don't really see what the upgrade is or what they're looking for, Brownie. Well, this is, I think it's my 18th year working for the Oilers. And I think I can say with pretty good certainty, this is the best the Oilers have ever been defensively in my entire time working for them. Uh, Vegas, throw away the empty net goal the, or goal the other night. It would have been 15 straight games, two goals or less. The Oilers are, are, are playing this. You cannot say it at a time in the last two decades where the Oilers have been better defensively. And I, I know it's, it's partly Skinner and the, 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 the forwards buy in, but the defensive pairings have been very, very good. And that's one of the things is they've had consistency. There's been no injuries. The guys have played together all the time. So I was shocked, like literally shocked when I saw that they, they like, I can understand changing up the forward lines every once in a while. Cause the one thing the others haven't scored at, at times as much as they have in the past or get someone going, but defensively they played so well. Yeah. Um, I, I, I didn't, I completely did not understand it at all. What they were thinking on it, why they were doing it. Um, so shocked, uh, absolutely shocked that they changed it. Have you guys seen that viral video of the little kid He's got the blonde hair and he's in the car seat and he's sitting there and he goes, a bullshit, a bullshit, a bullshit, a bullshit. That's what I'm telling you this is. I don't think, and, and maybe tomorrow night it'll happen. I don't think that this is real. I think that uh, there are a couple of reasons potentially for this. And we're going to get to Chris Knobloch here in one second. Two things that I thought. I thought one Management, I believe, is shopping in and around that D pool a little bit. And mm -hmm. maybe they want to get a bit of a sense of, you know, who can actually play with who. They've all been playing together for so long. You know what works. But they don't know what else works yet. So I was thinking, well, maybe they just want to give guys a bit of a look and see, you know, if they decide they want to move CC, how do these pairs look? Part of me wondered, well, you know, Kulak Bouchard is a third pair. How does that potentially look with Matias Ekholm and maybe the new guy one day as the second pair? And can Vinny Darnay handle? So my logic took me there. And then I listened to what Chris Knobloch said, and it made me kind of go, okay, okay. Chris Knobloch is, seems to me as honest as the day is long. So he gave two answers. The first one, he kind of said, ah, I'm not sure, I'm not saying we're going to start it like that. We don't want to make changes that are too drastic. And this is pretty drastic. So we'll kind of see. And then pressed a little bit later on in the interview, uh, here was his second answer, which I think maybe shed a little bit of light on it, which is, you know, sometimes you just want guys to practice with each other. So if they end up on the ice together, they're a little bit more comfortable as they often are after penalty kills and such. Here's Chris Knobloch in the Weiss Johnson soundbox. Those pairs we've had three sets of pair that have been pretty much unchangeable for almost since I've been here. Um, and I think it's important that players 
do feel comfortable playing with each other. There's a um, chemistry between the two guys. And when you're splitting it up and mixing things up, that chemistry usually um, erodes. Um, but after penalty kills, after power plays, there are times when um, the D pairs do shift up a little bit. And I think we just wanted to have a, a, a little bit of a different look. And whether we change it up completely, we'll uh, determine that later. Therein lies the truth, I believe, guys. Something in the numbers, something in their analytics tells them that coming out of penalty kills and coming out of power plays, maybe they're giving up a little bit too much. And they want to take a look at it, and they're realizing their deep pairings are scrambled up a little bit, and they just want to give guys a chance to practice together. Struds? Legit? Well, in all the years I played, I never had this kind of a wholesale change of deep pairs. I, I never saw it. You know, where I, I so for him to after this run they've had and to put that together, I could see if you're maybe really pissed at your team. Maybe then, maybe you change them up. But I mean, but just for practice, though, that's the point. It yeah. might just be to get the guys so, skating so, with someone different for practice for a day. Okay, so I, I'm gonna just guess that they they had a bit of event with their owner on uh, Wednesday. So I'm guessing that was a pretty fun time. I'm saying, and then they probably was it Wednesday or Thursday? No, they played Wednesday. No, we're going no, with no Wednesday. They played Wednesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, it's Wednesday. on Wednesday. And then they got there Thursday and they had a bit of a you know get going. Then today, I doubt they skated for an hour. So how much time would these guys play together in this practice? Would they have practiced for maybe 20 minutes, 15 minutes together? And you develop chemistry over that time? I just I don't know. I you know, when you when you play with a group of D, you know their tendencies, you see them all the time. So I guess, but I I don't know if I'm so what's it for then? What do you think? I, he's doing? I, 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 well, I think it's so shocking. So I I don't know. And, and you could talk about, but I mean, we're talking about one shift after a power play. Is it that hard to play with someone after one one shift? Like, so think about the penalty kill. So it'd be uh, CC Nurse go out there for the first, or, or sorry, uh, Vinny and, and Ekholm go out and then CC Nurse and then leaves you Kulak Bouchard. So those two guys, so I could maybe see getting those guys together a little bit, but you can always go back to your CC and nurse, nurse again. Like it's not... Usually you're not that you're not dying out there unless you have a really <laughs> extended shift, like four minutes or something. You can play, you can go out there and play it back. And so I don't know. I I've never seen this before. I, I'm kind of at a loss of words. Uh if they yeah. do, I just can't see them changing it this drastically. I just can't. I I, I agree, Struds. I thought it was weird here. But I have a question for you, Struds. And this is the others are the only team I've ever seen do this. So say nurse and CC are on the ice and nurse changes. All of a sudden, it will be Bouchard that comes out next. It'll be two righties. They don't. They never change righty for righty or lefty for lefty. And I, I don't understand. I know sometimes when you're on the opposite end, going in the second period, it's a long stretch. So sometimes if the righty goes off, the right, the lefty will come on because he'll stay on this, go to the left side so yeah. that the righty can switch over. Yes. But the others do it all the time. It doesn't matter which period it is in. And there's been numerous times where all of a sudden they've get caught. It's an icing. Now they got the two righties out there, or they got the two lefties out there. I've never seen a team do this like this before. So I don't know. Like for you, like in your career, did you ever take someone that was the opposite side off in your entire career? Did you always go lefty? Well, they might say, you know, let's say it's getting near the end of a period, or 
when they think we're in the top line, they'll say like, Strudwick, you're first, you're first at the door. So then they send you out first. <laughs> and I heard that a lot, um, you know, <laughs> but it, it doesn't mean that that, you know, but no, honestly, but they'll also say, they'll be like, nurse, nurse, you're first, you're first at the door, first at the door. Cause they but want for you these guys, it's, for a longer shift. But it's both, it's, it's, it's every pairing. They always change. So right. the, the, if the righty's mm. coming off, the, yep. the lefty's going on, they do it every single time. I've never, now that maybe it was a Manson thing, but now Koff is running the defense, and they still do it. Yeah, I don't know what the advantage would be to that because generally no. speaking, you want to kind of trade for your guy. And yeah. then if we're D-men, we're a pretty smart group, so it's not like we'll get too many men. Whereas with forwards, <laughs> if you have like a left winger taking a right winger, that's like the apocalypse. Just chalk <laughs> me up. Give me the two right now. We're getting too many men. But the D, we can figure it out generally speaking. But you know what, Brownie, I, I really don't know. I have seen what you're talking about. I don't know. I, I, I only thought it was mostly – for like you said on the on the long change and they want you to get over there and get that right d to that far right which side. i understand that part yeah. but uh, they yeah. do it on every in yeah. either period so I always, yeah, too bad that we didn't know anyone that was a reporter that could go ask these kind of hard-hitting questions at some point again we'll ask Maybe. reed <laughs> <laughs> so do we all agree that we would all be like jaw drop surprised if they rolled out these lines against anaheim tomorrow the, the defensive pairings you mean yeah the defense yeah what yeah, one hundred percent. I would be shocked. I, I was absolutely shocked when I saw the Twitter. Is there anything in this mix, Struds, that you're kind of, sort of curious to see? Never mind the fact that they got no business changing their D pairings right now. But is there anything in there that you're a little curious to see? Maybe a little, little, yeah. little Vinny up there. Yeah, little Vinny's Vinny with the guy. Similar, uh, something, something there. Dar Darnell and and Darnay, I'd be interested to see because I think that would become. This is maybe a little bit optimistic, but a Bo Meester Pareko. I I I love Whoa. that. I think when so but, I mean, let me just say this just, no not no but not, that was not, a big I, jump for Vinny right there. I know, Holy I know. But let, me, let me just clarify what I'm saying. I'm not suggesting that Pareko and Darren are the same players, but I loved watching um when Pareko and Bo Meester out there, they were pretty much you know, almost perfect defensively, and they played a ton of minutes in that Stanley Cup mm -hmm. ring for the Blues. Their job was to just eat minutes, just eat as many minutes against other teams' lines. You know, usually the top six, generally speaking, not always, but that was kind of their their role, right? So are they looking to create something like that against Oilers? Because Vinny's so big, takes up so much space. He has been playing well. Now to be, you know, he hasn't exactly been playing against the top guys all the time, but what kind of jump would this be like for him? And they can they have that and, and have him play that? those hard minutes with Darnell just shift after shift after shift. Uh, if they could do that to free up somebody else to, to move down, which is obviously CC in this case. Well, in, in, in saying that, if all of a sudden you're thinking, okay, we want a top four that we can play against the other team's top six, the weakest player defensively for the Oilers on the back end would be Bouchard. When are you talk, talking sure. about defense? Yeah. So yeah. all of a sudden if Ekholm and CC are together, now you got Dayarna and Nurse, now you got a top four that you feel completely comfortable putting against the other team's top players without a letdown defensively. But I'll say so this I, is I, I wouldn't do I wouldn't do that. No. The pucks this is do the, those guys. You know. Yes, oh one hundred percent. Now all of a sudden off. now you got Boosh playing with your third or fourth line players and yeah, you're taking away the strength of them. Oh yeah, they'd be very yeah. happy. But they're like who's passing us the puck now? Hold on. Holy shuckers. <laughs> yes. I mean but again, I would not change anything. I yeah. think the Oilers defense have been fantastic for the last well, twenty eight games, and I don't think you change that. The other thing is that this is so dramatically out of character for this head coach. That's part of why I was scratching my head so much today. I could have seen this, you know, three months ago. 
But a move like this would be so out of character for the way Knobloch has established his his habits. He just he doesn't panic when things go wrong. He doesn't not that a ton has gone wrong, but this would not be within character for him. So part of me wondered, is this trade related? Are they thinking like, let's see what some other guys look like? Because let's face it, if they were to trade Cody Cece, it'd make a mess of their pairings, depending on the type of defenseman that they brought back. And so maybe it's in an effort to get a look at what else might or might not work. What do we know? We know Nurse and Bouchard doesn't work. You know, I uh, just broke my pen. But we don't know about a lot of other options that might work. So I just I wondered, Struddy, if maybe it, you know, in in conversation with management, it was like, hey, let's start to shake things up a little bit, get a bit of a sense for how some things go because we might be moving and shaking. Anything? Yeah, we're winning, guys, too much. We got to get some losses under our belt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair um, point. Probably enough said. No, I no, yeah. and I'm I'm not I'm not making fun of you, Sean. But it's just no, no, it's funny the way you think that not you, but like we've won all these things. Like we got this isn't working. We got to change, change it up. Yeah, change so, something. I, I, yeah, I I I still believe they're a puck mover short on the right side of of what would be a more complete looking defense. So you know who is that guy? What does he look like? And it's it's because I, I do feel that whoever plays with Bouchard has the advantage of having him up there in the way he moves the puck. He is a right. good puck moving defenseman. Cody Cece and Darnell are not at the same level as Bouchard, um, but they do things that Bouchard doesn't do well as either. So you know that one additional guy there. You know you think about Vegas when they had Shea Theodore and Petrangelo um, in their top four. That's pretty nice guys to get pucks from if you're trying trying to if you're afforded trying to get out of your own zone. Hmm. Actually, I like that. That uh, was it. Col number six, is it Kozar that played on defense yeah. for Vegas the other night. The, the, you know what's funny is the Oilers have been very, very fortunate with the way they've had good health. Mm -hmm. But Vegas has been banged up the last couple of years. The one advantage when you get banged up, you get to see what your depth players are capable of doing, and you also get to play your depth players so they get experience. The Vegas Golden Knights have eight or nine quality defensemen because they've they're able to play. Their defense has been beat up for two years. So they've got all these other guys. If an injury happens, you know exactly yeah. what you're getting from them. That's something that the Oilers haven't had over the last couple of years. For sure. Caden Kortzak is the player that you were talking That's about the there, guy, Brownie. Yeah. Uh, let's get to the Weiss Johnson Soundbox here again. Check out their scratch and dent sale. Up to 20% off units with minor imperfections. Like Brownie. Not a ton of major imperfections. Just some minor <laughs> things. Not a total fixer-upper like Strud's. More aesthetic-type oh stuff. And by the way, all in-stock air conditioners, 25% off. Sale ends February 15th. Visit www.weiss-johnson.com for details, Jingle. Uh, the other change today, gentlemen, was Corey Perry swapping it out with Warren Fogle. He goes up to the second line with Leon Dreisaitl and Evander Kane. Uh, I remember asking the question, how long you think before they'll give him a look there? How long you think before, yeah, can they resist that temptation? How many games for Perry? Well, the number, if they go with it, looks like it was two games. <laughs> uh, here is Chris Knobloch on uh, why he decided to do that, at least for practice today. Yeah, we felt that we wanted to make a little adjustment there, trying to get a little more scoring last few games. Um, we haven't had very much scoring unless Connor and Leon have been on the ice together. 
And obviously, Corey is a player that can play with skill and has an ability to score goals. And hopefully, we can build some chemistry with those three. New lane, line mate, Evander Kane, on his new lining. Um, obviously, Paris is a hell of a hockey player and, and uh, has a really uh, a unique skill set, uh, unlike most. And uh, he's around the net, soft hands, and, and can make plays. And obviously, Leo, uh, you know controlling the middle of the ice and, and doing what he does, obviously. And, um, you know, I've played with pairs a, a long time ago to world championships and we had some success together. So um, hopefully uh, we can reignite a little bit of that from about 12, 13 years ago. <laughs> okay. Brownie, you go first. What do you think of this move, buddy? I, I like it. I, I thought Perry has looked better in the first two games than I've expected from a guy that was out as long as he was. Uh, again, Perry does not have the same feet that he had 10 years ago when he was scoring 15 winning uh, championships and MVPs and stuff like that. But well, he's got he has the same, the same feet, Brownie. They just don't move as fast. Sorry to correct <laughs> you there. They are actually the same feet. Are you sure that? Are you positive? <laughs> but he, but he's, he's got the same, the same brain, and he is smart. Yeah. He sees the game very well. And the thing with playing with, with Leon is Leon, as much as Leon is great on the rush, but Leon's biggest success is when he gets in the offensive zone. So now it's an in-zone offense. So now you don't have to be fast. You just have to be smart. And Corey Perry is. He's made some great plays as of late, playing yeah. with McLeod or Holloway, a couple times fooling them, giving them the puck when they weren't expecting it. Uh, so I think it's a nice move having Perry up there. He is, his entire life, he has been a top six player. And most of it, he was a top, you know, he was their best or second best player on a team. He can think the game like Leon can. Uh, I, I could see him finding success there. He's going to hang out in the blue paint. And when he gets the puck in the blue paint, he's got the hands to put the puck in the net. It's right away. It's the most irritating line in the NHL. Kane and Perry on the wings. There's, there's, there's not a more irritating. Imagine how many times Perry's going to go to the net, and then Kane's coming in, glove in the face, and Leon's like, "Oh my god, again, boys!" Like the pissy line. I, Is that what we're going to go with? I, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be. A, it'll be a funny line, and I think it's a line that'll bring some emotion, hopefully, out of, mm -hmm. into this group a little bit. Uh, but the challenge will be the speed. When they play a fast team, they can skate. The speed of that line will be a challenge for them. So is this also to do with trade deadline? Because we, I believe the Oilers are looking around for a top six forward. But honestly, and we'll go through this in a couple of segments, there are not a lot of tailor-made great options in terms of right shot guys that fit the bill perfectly or even right shot centers who could play center or wing. You know, there are players out there, but not necessarily a ton that fit exactly. So, Struds, before you go out there and drop your first-round pick on somebody or before you go out there and, and spend, 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 you probably want to get a look at what your options might be, right? And Perry, like it or not, was always going to be an option to at least try there. So you might as well before trade deadline. Oh, for sure. I mean, see what it looks like and then uh... – Let's say you do trade for someone. There's injuries. You can see what it looks like up there as well. You just want you want to have that that mix and match ability. Um, I, I I think it's going to be a stretch, but you know what? I've been wrong about him for the last four or five years, so he'll probably make me a liar again. <laughs> well, I think the biggest thing though on this one, Shogger, is I think as as well as Fogel's played in the top six and played with Leon, we all believe that he is a, a valuable player as your third line. And I think they want Fogel back where he, where he belongs with Holloway and McLeod. And you have got one of the fastest lines in the National Hockey League. Great line. So, yeah. So, I, I agree with you, Shagari, saying, okay, can Perry be the guy that plays in the top six? If not, 
we don't want to have to put Fogel up there in the playoffs. So it's either Perry or do we have to go out and find an upgrade on Perry for the second line? So, yeah, I, I do believe this is a a test drive for Corey Perry to see if he's capable of playing with with uh, with Leon. And it's a, it's a good time to do it now. He gets one practice game against the Ducks. And then he goes up against LA, which if they get, if they're, if they're where they're supposed to be, they should be a playoff hockey club. So now you're going to see if he's capable of playing on that line against a good LA King team come playoff time. Maybe he'll just flip it all back to the way it was last game. And we did a whole segment on a podcast because a head coach head faked us to practice. It wouldn't be the first time, Mm-mm. but I don't know, man. I, I, I don't get the sense. Knobloch plays those kinds of games in just in the same way, but struds at D pair, those D pairs, something there i can't i'm gonna give it like a week or so after they get back and i'll pull him aside and i'll say why did you do that and i'll see if he'll tell me or not he may or may not yeah that's why i'll go back to your comment there he doesn't seem like this type of guy that feels like he has to mix things up and surprise the other team so i think there's a a decent chance we see these lines tomorrow like these three d pairings because it's so out to lunch like I, i I, I I can I don't ever remember once just mixing up D pairings for one practice so I could get so I could play like four two on twos with my new partner like it it doesn't make a difference I yeah. I don't I don't think it doesn't make a difference for that for four or five or whatever many line rushes you may have gotten after going after going twenty four and four in your last twenty eight games with that yeah. with those different yeah. pairings so yeah I think he might stick with it guys I think it's a 50-50 chance yeah I don't know about you about you. Uh, All right, time now for our UCAN Youth Services Relentless Player. They rely on your support for things like rent, food, work, clothes, bus passes. Your donations go directly to helping the youth in our community build lives they can be proud of. Become a $25 a month donor and receive a pair of tickets to one of their upcoming six comedy nights in March. They are a blast. Visit UCAN.ca to set up your monthly donation. Got your back. A very proud monthly donor. Uh, to UCAN Youth Services. Struds, what direction do we want to go on an off night for our relentless player or person? I'm going to go with uh, Brad Marchant of Austin Bruins. They were playing Vancouver mm. tonight, and they got a penalty early. Uh, Boston did. And Marchant scored, I believe, what was termed the third fastest uh, shorthanded goal in NHL history, 32 seconds into the game. Like, that is crazy. Gretzky had another one, uh, another guy, both had in 30 seconds. So to score one 32 seconds in the game, like, talk about disheartening. Now, they're not going to lose this one for nothing. But they also gave up another shorthanded goal. So they shorthanded goal fiesta against them. But uh, Brad Marchand, I'll give it to him, man. That's pretty rare to score. Well, to get a penalty that early and then to score shorthanded, pretty rare. Yeah, for sure. All right, that was our You Can Use Services Relentless Player of the Night. Given to the fan favorite, Brad Marchand. (laughs) Uh, When we come back, we're flipping the order. Struddy's World is coming up next because then after that, we'll get down to a little trade talk with Hart Levine from Puckpedia. So short commercial break, then Struddy's World. Stay with us. Say goodbye to unruly hair and hello to a smooth and silky back in minutes with Backscape. Shave your back solo with no mess with Backscape's water-resistant long handle and patented six-blade design, leaving you with a no-mess shaving experience all in less than five minutes. Shop now for 40% off select kits just for you, our Got Your Back listeners, and make 2024 your year to elevate your grooming routine. Are you ready to elevate your moving experience? 
Trusted for over 100 years, Ferguson Moving and Storage are your partners in relocation, ensuring your journey is smooth and stress-free. And say goodbye to surprises with Ferguson's transparent flat rate pricing. Contact them now for a free moving quote and use the promo code FERGUSON to receive $100 off your next move. Visit fergusonmoving.com and let them lift your expectations. The Edmonton Sport and Social Club spring season is set to go in May and registration is just around the corner. Team up with your pals to play in slow pitch, beach volleyball, outdoor soccer, ultimate frisbee, and even cornhole leagues to keep the spring months full of excitement. Spring leagues begin in May. Registration opens on February 8th. Visit edmontonsportsclub.com for more details. When you make a mistake, heads should roll. It's not right. And I'm here. Someone has to put their foot down. Now that I say it out loud, it does sound a little crazy. Guy look good. <laughs> Got to give a shout out here on the Got Your Back Weiss Johnson YouTube chat to Northern Farm Girl. Zuby, she's got her emoji game on point tonight. Hey, buddy, have you been watching this? Oh, she's been hitting the emojis every, hard tonight every night, on the chat. Every night, that's her thing. Her her uh, her messages are easy to spot. She's There's hats of, and hockey sticks yeah. and shirts, and it's colored. Like the stream is colorful now. I love it. She's full of energy and positivity, and uh, yeah, she's all over the place too. It's fun. Absolutely love it. Uh, okay, let's get to Strutty's World, brought to you by DLR Vinyl Products. they got locations in Calgary and in Edmonton. If you're a contracting business or a contractor, let DLR help you add vinyl fence to your product line. See why they have been going strong since, strong since 2005. Reliable, unmatched service, high-quality North American-made products. My backyard's full of it, and I love it. No sanding, staining, none of that garbage. Maintenance-free Visit dlrvinylproducts.ca. Struds, trade deadline is close. A lot of serious hockey stuff going on tonight. I'm looking forward to you really digging into some meaty hockey talk in Struddy's world. So go ahead, bud. Well, if that's what you want, you're going to be disappointed because I'm going to talk about car washes. <laughs> so I am generally the type of guy that goes to the automated car wash. That is generally what I do. But I had a little extra time yesterday, so I went through my the homebrew where you just do it, you go and drive into a bay and do it yourself. Now I'm in there, I'm trying to put my mats up, they're falling off the hook, there's water spraying all over the place. I Essentially, I was bumbling around. Then this guy drove in, had a, nice, a decent little car, and he looked like a professional. And I was bumbling around a little bit like Rob Brown does at the gym. And I look over at this guy, <laughs> what he does, he slipped on a pair of overalls. And he had his mats up perfect and everything. And he was going around and doing it just right. He was spraying the water in the right direction. When I was spraying water, it's like for a lot of people use urinal, it sprays back on your thighs. This guy had the angle right. He was in the perfect area. And I realized at that moment, guys, that this guy was a master of the car wash. I was watching like Sir Edmund Hillary when he climbs mountains, when it's like, uh, you know, uh, Einstein solving math problems or Jason Strudwick telling a funny story. He was truly a master of what he did. I was so impressed. Hey, Zuby. Hey, Zuby. I I think your mic's live, bud. Can you guys hear him? Yep. (laughs) Yeah, I can hear him. Zuby, I think think your mic's live there, bud. He's calling Hart Levine to get him ready for the next segment. Yeah. Yeah. 
think he just killed. Uh, yeah, he just killed. Oh, you just lost the whole That's mojo up. of your car wash. No, no, no. I'm I'm right there with you, Studdy. I'm, so did you feel ashamed and intimidated and kind of pathetic with, with the performance back. he put on? I sat back and I watched this master and I got my <laughs> my my mats up properly. And, you know, I rec to recognize his greatness, I gave him the old head knob. Hey, man. <laughs> You're killing it over there. <laughs> he was so impressive. So impressive, this guy. But you call it a come head on, knob? overall. So come knob? on. The head knob. <laughs> he did. Oh, did he, he say, say that? Nod. Yeah. Yeah, you said the head nod. That. Sorry, head I meant to say nod. But he this guy was a true master. <laughs> and I, I coveralls or overalls very well. I was so impressed. Some in the market prefer a pair of coveralls, but it was it was a treat to watch him. And his car came out perfect. You know, mine has the streaks on it. And yeah, I got the license plate clean. That's what we all do when we have the wand washed. But he was impressive, man. Really impressive guy. Uh, says, they are fun. They are. I, I like them. I mean, I, I'm not the guy, though, that rushes. And this is the problem. When you get in there, you, you throw the coin in and you immediately feel stress. Right. And so you rush. Guys, yeah, my advice is... Always get more than you need and just relax. It's a couple of bucks. It's no big deal. No one is going to high five you on your way out if you get the whole thing done in three toonies, right? So just relax and take the time. You've got everything you need to do a fantastic job. Chill out and relax and do it properly. Spend your change, Brownie. No, I agree. I think it's fun. I mean, it also, I do get into my truck and I am covered in soap and I am soaking wet. It's everywhere. Because it, it's all, but it, and I clean, I don't clean the license plate. That's the only thing I don't clean. I, I want, oh, I, I think that if, if the, the, the photo radars can't see it, it's saving me $110. <laughs> so the whole car is clean, uh, except for the license plate. But I do, I do enjoy doing my own when I go into it. And, but if you use the Visa, you don't have to worry about the coins and you don't know till the very end how much it costs. Oh, yeah. I haven't done one with a Visa before. Uh, Penner's Pancake says, hot mic, hot mic. Quadi uh, <laughs> says, haha, Zuby ordering pizza back there. Uh, Reaper <laughs> says, oh no, the car wash talk has been ruined. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, it, Zuby, it's okay. I accept your apology, but it was, uh, we were in the zone and, uh, yeah. So, anyways, I, I I don't know if I'm gonna go back because I I find my car is very streaky after I do it because yeah. I don't I don't like to use the mop on it. I find that that might scratch it. Mm -hmm. So I use wand wash. Strutty's world. You, you don't you don't wash it with you don't use the the rub the the brush thing. I think you. I, I was told by someone in the know. I don't want to name drop, but someone in the car business said it it scratches your car. So I don't I don't use it. Yeah, I was told the same thing. Don't use the brush in those dry in those. Do it yourself once. Great. That could be why Great I have scratches all over my car then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <maybe. laughs> uh Strutty's World brought to you by DLR Vinyl Products. Uh Strud, did you get a workout in today? I I did, yeah. I'll share that another day though. Because it's it was a humbling. We're not humbling talking about that for old Uncle Strutty. I'll, I'll have to share that for another day. Uh Zuby. Do either do either of you guys cross country ski? Yes, I haven't yet this year. Did you oh, go? I went today. It was fantastic today. Really? And the snow was coming down. Oh, my God. It was so beautiful out there today. That's true. It makes sense. Uh, Zuby, do you have the picture by chance that I text you today and asked you to get ready? I, 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 I know I've thrown a lot of stuff at you. Did you get it together? No, I do yeah. have that picture, yes. Do you have that picture? Yep. Okay, Struds, this bit of a violation here, and, and I, you might be upset at me. So Strud's and I had a little lunch today. Brownie, you weren't invited. <laughs> is that when you guys so, got the new hats? This is, yeah, this is when I gave him the new hats and a raise. He got a raise and he got new hats. So this is Strud's car in the parking lot. He's got his skates 
across the dashboard. He's got his gloves up across the dashboard as well. This is what I see when I walk up to his truck. By the way, never mind the bowl, spoon, and multiple plates that are down yeah. there as well. So, Struds, I know you're busy. I don't mean to shame you. No, no, But I just thought this needed to be brought up. There's a perfectly reasonable explanation. Let's start with the most obvious, the skates on the dash and my gloves. I had just, before I came to lunch, I was on the ice. So I always put them up there so they're completely dry and warm, ready for my next game. What does putting them up there do? You drive around with them up there? I drive them around. Yeah, I do. I mean, what's the worst thing going to happen? Nothing. I just have them up there sitting you there. You could get rear-ended and a skate comes flipping into your face. Ah, it's not good. It's, my, my skates are dull. So I have them up there. That's <laughs> what I do. I put my socks. I change my socks and I put the gloves. And then I put the skates and they're all dry and warm for the next one. Then the the the, uh, the soup dish or the, the, the bowl and the plates, those are because my son, we practice, his team practiced morning for school so we have lunch or breakfast on the way and then i leave them there and i had i had a chance to get home like i left the house at 6 10 this morning i didn't get home till about about 6 15 none of this There's, is none 12 of this hours. is justifying any of it brownie like none of it no is. i mean and do you have like if you have the what's it called the was it when you, the defrost on it's it's blowing your stinky skate smell skate. all around your car <laughs> no, but they like, that's disgusting Gates. No, they don't smell bad yeah. because they're they always do. dry. If, no, well, if I they're dry always right dry, away. what are you talking about? I sat beside you in a dressing room. You're not a, a sweet-smelling guy. I can't smell it. I, I, I also have two I have two bean bags of nice-smelling stuff inside my hockey coach's bag, but I put them up there all the time. It's unreal, man, and they're completely dry. You should try it. Yeah, I yeah. think I'm changing oh, the Oh, yeah, way for sure. going to try this. Yeah. Obelisk 21 says, great place to store skates. That won't be a problem in an accident. <laughs> Somebody has a Quaddy says, like eight years. There's been a beheading, says Quaddy. <laughs> Slams on it's the brakes. He's going to behead his passenger. <laughs> it's eight nine years oh i don't do it with my passenger in the car i only do it uh, just at a convenience but i'm telling you like it's so good like it's just uh, i do get the odd look when i'm driving by someone but you think as you <laughs> yeah. can you imagine pulling up to strutty at a red light and he's eating a bowl of soup with a pair yeah. of skates and gloves or a <laughs> dart hanging out of my mouth like it's it's just a normal that's what a coach does oh, a multitasking study in the human condition my friend uh, but we love you. Uh, Brownie, thank you kindly tonight, my friend. We're going to let you go. Uh, we will chat with you. I'm not sure when we'll get you on again here, but uh, hopefully it's not too long. And, buddy, got a hat coming your way, pal, as soon as we get I'm a chance sure, yes. to see you. I'm sure whenever I get invited to lunch, I'll get that one. So pretty excited. I'll wait yeah. by the phone. It was a great lunch today, you know, and, and our guests left, and Struds and I just hung out. We we had water, and we chatted, and we, we probably sat for another 90 minutes after our guests were gone. It was good, man. It was bonding. Well, you, yeah, you were selling when there was when there was food there, but an extra ninety minutes with strides. <laughs> you lost me there. Lost like, it ain't worth it. Uh, have a good night, Brownie. Through, Brownie. Mm, yeah. <laughs> bye bye. See you guys. A uh, short break. Then when we come back, Hart Levine from Puckpedia, and finally some trade talk. Enough of this gibberish. Time to talk about your mortgage. It doesn't have to be a daunting conversation. With over 16 years in the industry, Maria Gallus with Maximal Mortgages knows how to make it easy. With access to dozens of different lenders, let Maria customize the perfect solution for you. Whether you're purchasing, refinancing or renewing, or a first-time buyer, Maria's simplistic approach and expert advice will have you feeling confident you're in great hands making informed decisions. 
Take the stress out of your mortgage journey. Contact Maria Gallus at mortgagesbymaria.ca. That's mortgagesbymaria.ca. Long Shots Golf is the destination for both golf enthusiasts and sports fans. Top-of-the-line TrackMan simulators provide a highly entertaining and accurate golf experience, while a full-service sports bar loaded with big screens and scratch kitchen make it a truly unique destination. They have locations in Sherwood Park and Edmonton. Experience the best indoor golf and sports bar in town. Visit longshots.ca. That's longshots with a z.ca. Sixty-three bulge says, "Do you put the jock up there too, Struds? Uh, jock spend any time on the dash, bud? But, but we don't wear jocks when we're coaching, right? Uh, right. Because I, I and you saw me today, buddy. I had jeans on, so I coached uh, four hours on the ice. I had jeans gross. on. Gross. Gross would be my jeans, response. Jeans. I don't have to that's put gross. those. I don't have to pull those up on the dash to dry out. Oh, that's terrible. I don't know how you do that, buddy. Time for takeaways brought to you by Redefined Health. If you're feeling unhappy with your overall level of health, you have to try their wellness lifestyle program. It's a unique 90-day program. Includes a daily meal plan, exercise regimen, video instruction, support, pre- and post-assessment. They take care of you. They help you monitor your progress. 150 bucks, you get all that for. It's a great deal. Help change the way you are functioning and feeling day-to-day. See Tyler Fix, Dr. Tyler Fix, at redefinedhealth.com. Absolutely pumped to welcome into the podcast Hart Levine, the brains behind one of the most useful, fantastic, yes, fan-friendly, user-friendly hockey websites out there, the brains behind Puckpedia. Hart, welcome to Got Your Back, my friend. How are you? Uh, I'm doing great. Well, what an intro. Thank you. Appreciate it. Of course, man. Listen, I, I mean, I'm on this site literally daily and multiple times a day as we're in and around trade deadline time and such. Yeah, It's so useful and, and it's awesome. So uh, much love and appreciation for that site. Let's fans be educated as to what the dollars and cents are. Part, part of the reason why we wanted to have you on, because in order to have a real intelligent conversation about what is doable and what is not doable here at trade deadline time for the Oilers, you got to dig into the money. So you and I had a brief discussion earlier today, and I kind of want to recreate that a little bit. Can you paint a picture of how the decisions the Oilers are making right now affects the cap space that they have to spend come trade deadline time and roughly what they might end up with in free cap space, uh, depending on the actions they take now? Definitely. So the big change this year for people following the Oilers is unlike many the last several years where they were an LTIR team, this year they're actually under the cap. And so um, it's kind of new for fan, Oilers fans. It hasn't been this way in a while. When you're under the cap, each day of space builds up in the crew. And um, so every day that the Oilers have space before the deadline, they can actually do more or add more at the deadline. Um, so, for example, right now, if the Oilers didn't make any moves, they finished the season with a, just over 500000 of final cap hit. But because by the time, or because today there's 71 days left out of 192 days left in the season, you could actually fit 1.4 million of annual cap hit today. And because that would only be on your roster for that remaining part, you would end up, you'd use up that remaining cap space. And every day that we go further out, if they don't use that space, it builds up and builds up and they can use more. 
So we're they could add 1.4 million in annual cap hit today if they kept this roster the exact same, didn't touch it by the trade deadline. Now that's grown to just under 2.4 million. So you know, Ken Holland keeping his uh, finger off the trigger for a month that actually has a million dollars that they can bring in. So you know, in the past deadlines, it really didn't matter when they made a trade because they were an LTIR team and things don't accrue. But if the Oilers are going to do something at this deadline where they're really adding some salary or some cap it, there's really no way they can get into the action early unless they're moving out some, some big money. They can, so the longer they wait, if they wait to that final day on trade deadline day, that'll grow a lot. But that also yeah, means that, that, you know, if they, if someone gets hurt or they need to call, they want to call up another defenseman for a road trip, that's going to chew into that space and really reduce it. So it's, you know, there's a lot, a lot of risk. He doesn't know exactly how much space they'll have at the deadline. Because you can have all the plans, they can have all the plans that they want. And if there's an injury, I mean, that could change things. Okay. Right. So just to distill that down, if they keep basically doing with their roster what they've been doing with their roster, they could find themselves in the neighborhood of $2.4 million in cap space in terms of a player's annual, you know, cap hit that they can just flat out add without having to move anybody else out. Anything over that 2.4 struds. And now you got to start thinking about moving people out. So that kind of, in any of these trade mm-hmm. scenarios that we want to envision now, Struddy, that can kind of be our jumping off point, and it gets a little bit tricky numbers-wise. It, it is. And so this is a little bit of a side note, but, you know, Connor Brown, we know he has that bonus for next year. Let's say they did nothing. Yeah. Could they put the, let's just call it $3 million, because they put 2.4 against that $3 million for next year? Or for you know, no, to, to this is where it gets that, a little, that both bonus. Yeah. This is where it gets a little tricky because when they had injuries earlier in the year, they did use LTIR for a little bit, right? So mm-hmm. that still all that time when they exceeded the cap, that still like counts against their final cap hit number. And the way that Brown's bonuses work, it doesn't that you get to the very end of the season, you take the final cap hit number, you compare it to eighty three and a half million, which was the cap. And anything over is a charge for next season. So even right. though, like right now, they're pro- they're projected to finish at like eighty three point two million, you would think they only have three hundred thousand of space, right? But they actually have more because of when they use LTIR. So basically, I mean, if they didn't make any moves right now, um, about three hundred thousand of his bonus could could fit in for this season and next season, like the the rest of that three point two two five would be charged. Considering we're expecting them to add, I think it's just safe to assume that basically that whole bonus and probably Terry's little bonus are all going to be against the cap next season. I mean, because it doesn't doesn't make sense. I mean, they're going for it, right? They're going to be adding some cap hit, mm-hmm. and the 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 most they're going to save is a couple hundred grand on that charge for next season. Which you know, when you're talking over three million of a charge, with a couple hundred grand, right? For sure. Okay, let's start talking about some trade targets that are out there that fans are asking about here on the YouTube stream as well. Struds, I'll ask you about the hockey logic. And then, Hart, you can bring a little bit of financial logic to us. I think the Oilers are probably looking for a second-line right winger, potentially here. There are not a lot of guys that fit that spot perfectly. Let's start with Jordan Eberle. So $5.5 million on the cap, Struds. We know he's you know, the natural goal scorer that they want. There's familiarity there. If Seattle falls back, what's your sense, Struds, on that as a potential fit? And then, Hart, you can explain the gymnastics they would need to do to make a deal like that work. Yeah, obviously, I think this would be a a guy that would fit nicely. He's been here before, and he is a goal scorer. And I think that he and Leon, it makes sense 
Uh, and when you look at the players available at that level, you know, there's other players that are available, but that level on the right side, he is, I'm thinking, the top choice for that group, um, especially when you have the female, uh, familiarity heart. Yeah, and I think from a cap perspective, I mean, he's got a five and a half million dollar cap hit, so that seems like very daunting, right? But the thing with with guys that are UFAs and heading into their final, uh, like they're in their final season, it's actually not that hard to get a third team involved to retain as well. We saw a number of trades like that in the last couple of years, right? So a guy like Jordan Everly, if you can get him, so if you can get Seattle to retain 50%, and then you get a third team like Chicago or someone to retain 25%, now he's coming to the Oilers at a $1.375 million cap hit. I mean, that's, that's pretty attractive, right? I mean, that's really, it's, it's not, I mean, they, we just talked about how much space they have. Like, they could fit him in and not have to take anybody off the roster, right? That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. The other thing that's interesting about Everly's contract is that when you get a third team involved to take 25%, sure, they care about the cap hit, but these, these are teams that have a lot of cap space and, like, again, they can't take it home with them to next season. So a lot of times they're more interested about in the cost, in the cash cost. Like, what is it going to cost us? What's it going to cost my owner? to be, be involved in this trade for the rest of right. the season. And while Everly has a, a $5.5 million cap hit, he only makes $3.75 million this year. So if you take $3.75 million in salary, 25% of that, and then at that point in the season at the deadline, there's only 22% left in the, of, of the season remaining, a third-party team is only going to cost them $180,000 of cash to pick up that 25%. And just like looking back the last couple of years, that's, that's only cost about a, a fifth round pick to get that team involved. I'm actually working on, uh, hopefully by the deadline, should have a little calculator on the site that kind of factors in cool. the past trades and you can put in there how much it, would, it should cost to, for a third party team. But so, okay, so if you get Jordan Everly, you got to work out and let, let you guys figure out what Seattle, you're going to have to give Seattle to trade them at 50%. But to get an extra team involved for like the cost of a fifth round pick, now he's on your roster at 1.375. That's that's yeah. really attractive, right? Because let's just say you let's just say you don't send anybody back. You know, you could add them, you could fit them in as your twenty second player, or you could say, you know, sorry, Sam Gagne, we gotta like we're gonna make some other moves. We're gonna wave you and send you down and bring you back up for the playoffs. Well, so now he's, he's added one point three seven five and sent Gagne down at seven seventy five. You know, if you're talking six hundred grand, you've, you've added you've you've added net, right? And so then they still have a lot of room to do other things. Yeah, for sure. Uh, some other names that are being thrown around. I don't know that they're going to pull the trigger on Gensel. A uh, bit of a heavier cap hit. Struds, I mean, good player. Knows how to play with real good players. The hockey logic is there, although he doesn't shoot the right way. Like, there's, all these guys are left-wingers, the big names that are out there. When you look at the history that of Ken Holland, especially last year, he brought the perfect guy in for the perfect spot to do the job he wanted to do. Second-line light defenseman or, or whoever beside Bouchard. Gensel, talented player, no doubt, has won, has played with great players, but he doesn't fit that right side. So, you know, Ken Holland didn't show that last year, willing to do that. He does exactly what's needed. So I think he's a little outside the box of what the orders would be looking for in this case. Yeah, and Hart, the dollars and cents on that, I mean, you'd have to get them to retain a pile, but you also have to be money heading out the other way because it's just, it's too much over 2.4. Yeah, so if they if they brought him if they got him for three million and who knows what that would cost, you think a lot. I mean, 
and we we said they only have 2.4. So the only way they could make it work is if they sent, again, they sent a guy like Gagne down, right? So that clears 775. So you got your 2.4 and your 775, and you get Gensel in at 3 million. So they'd actually have, you know, just under 200,000 of cap space to spare. But then again, they're basically done, capped out. Um, and I, and again, not sure if they're willing to, um, put a guy like Gagne in waivers and send him down. I mean, it's possible they right. traded him once at the deadline before, but, um, so yeah, like uh, you're bringing in a three million dollar cap hit. That's you know you could do it if you sent one guy down. But I think yeah, that's that's, that's pretty costly from a asset standpoint to get uh, Pittsburgh to do it. Yeah, question coming in off the stream here: If Campbell is on LTIR while he's in the AHL, can the Oilers use the three point eight five million against the cap like you could with an NHL player on LTIR? If and Campbell is healthy right now, but it's a hypothetical. It's a good question. Um, it's, it's never been tried. I have checked in on this and the, the, I get some of these situations that have never happened. You think that it should be handled one way and then sometimes the NHL decides, oh no, we have a different idea. Like, uh, when Duncan Keith retired, there should have been a, a special, uh, bonus benefit to the Oilers, which they decided shouldn't happen. So I'll just qualify with that. But basically the answer is no, it wouldn't work like that. But what you could do is you, if you had enough space to call Campbell up, at his full $5 million cap hit, um, you, you have to have space to call him up and then you could stick him on LTIR. So okay. it's kind of tricky. You'd have to do some juggling, yeah. maybe send some guys down to make the space, call him up, stick him on LTIR. I mean, so it's possible. Um, you know, it's, is it likely? I would, I would guess not, but yeah, it's certainly possible, but you would, you wouldn't just like get a free 3.85 million in LTIR. You'd have to, Clear enough space to be able to fit his five million on for like uh, you know part of a day, and then you could stick him on LTIR. I All remember. right, interesting stuff, man. So the number for Oilers fans to keep in their head: if things stay the same with their roster, two point four million is roughly the number they'll have to play with. Anything above two point four million is going to have to be dollar out, dollar in. So in all these trade talks that we're having, anything over that $2.4 million mark, and it's going to have to be a transaction. Hart, that clarifies things, man. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. My pleasure. Thanks for, thanks for having me. All right. That is Hart Levine. The website is Puckpedia. If you have never been, where the heck have you oh, been? Uh, so just good. a fantastic website. Gives you all the cap information you could want. A must-use site. Hart Levine always has all his stuff on lock. Uh, real happy that he came on. Uh, we'll talk more about trade targets in our Ask Us Anything segment. Uh, Zuby, we've got – I'm losing track of where we're at. we got one more quick break, and then we got our last two segments? Correct. All right, real quick commercial break. We'll take a lap, and then we'll get to Ask Us Anything. Oh, and our hat giveaway. Stick around. Winter is upon us, so why not make the best of it? Marmot Basin Ski Resort is where it's at. Ski half price every day. No blackout periods. Pick up your escape card for 99 bucks and make winter fun more affordable. Half the price, all the powder. Get yours at www.skimarmot.com. If you own or operate a business, you know the value of a great employee. Just ask Shogger. Pathfind is here to help you find your next star player to help take your business to the next level. Pathfind can help with recruitment, career transition, leadership coaching. They truly have your whole team covered. Building you a championship caliber roster, find your team's path forward 
pathfind.ca. Time now to take a lap brought to you by Backscape. Bid farewell to unwanted back hair solo in just five minutes with the fastest growing male grooming tool on the planet. With Backscape's water-resistant and rechargeable long handle, you can shave independently in any direction with no cuts, scrapes, bumps, or mess at all. Rob Brown there demonstrating in the video. Name the superhero of razors. Let Backscape have your back and tame that wild mane. Visit Backscape.com and choose from a variety of packages delivered right to your door. Backscape. Backscape. Stride. I love it. Smoother's better. No, smooth <laughs> is three fast. Words. Fast what are is you smooth. Going to... There it is. Stay smooth, gentlemen. <gasps> I like Backscape. that one as well. <laughs> do Let's it. do Backscape. It. Backscape. Fast Stay is smooth. smooth. Oh, no. Oh, Smoother is gentlemen. Stay smooth, <laughs> gentlemen. Stay smooth, gentlemen. Uh, let's take a lap, Stretty. Where are we going, my man? Yeah, brutal news for Tampa Bay's defenseman, uh, Sergachev. Uh, he was playing the other night, and he was reverse hit by, uh, again, the Rangers game, uh, by Lafreniere, I think, if I saw it correctly. And he went down awkwardly and had – you know, had major issues with his leg. He had surgery uh, done. And, yeah, it, it it was gross. It was don't don't look at the video. It was gross. So, anyways, he's out indefinitely. So that's uh, what is it? Seven eight million dollar cap hit uh, for Sergachev, who's been a good defenseman for them. A great trade by Steve Eisman a number of years ago. With um, that was a Druan trade. Drew-Ann. Yeah, Druan. That that one was a, <sighs> a sick trade. But anyways, uh, he's now out. So really unfortunate for him. I like this young defenseman or youngish defenseman. Sure. And now for Tampa, they have all this cash. I, I just I can't see a way in which he's back and by the playoffs. No, no. I mean, yeah, that was major surgery that he had. Hey, yeah. And and, and and then he released on his socials too. He just because he was just recently injured. He just basically said like I can't believe this happened. And he was yeah. He was really quite honest with his social media post and and said he will be back and better. But that's a huge blow for them. He is such a good defenseman yeah but he's been playing you know behind Hedman or on a team with Victor Hedman so he's a little hidden there in terms of just how good and how much hype he actually gets but he'd be a top end guy on a lot of teams yeah very good so Tampa's now got to figure this out and it brings one more person into the defenseman trade market if if mm. they're going to go down that path but losing Sergeyev is not easy replaced for sure uh next next up uh, Minnesota Wild have Got their hands full. Billy Garen, obviously, trying to figure out where that team's going. And he bought out a couple big players in Parisi um, a couple of years ago. And they're, they're going to have that cap nightmare for a number of years. Scooter, yep. But he is now the GM of the U.S. Olympic team. He was named that today. And I, I like Billy Garen. I, I love playing against him. I, he was always very thoughtful, very nice guy to talk to. Um, and he is the, the prototypical U.S. college player. He's just very direct, tells you what he thinks. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what he, what kind of team he can put together for the Olympics, uh, down the road for Boy, US, he's got a, US. He's got a lot to choose from, man. Like that he is going to be something and we'll see it at the four nations first, I guess. Right. Like we'll, we'll have a chance to see that first. That's fair. Yeah. Um, a best on best style tournament, but like I've covered tons of Olympics and world championships and all that. If you think of everything that the United States can throw out there and all that he has to choose from, I mean, even just start in net, 
it's an embarrassment of riches in net, right? Demko and Ottinger and Hellebuck and all that. Yeah, but there's there, there's depth there. there. There's no doubt. There's this is a, a very good time to be a U.S. hockey player. A lot of talented players coming out. Um, you know, who's a coach would probably be the first choice, and then you start you know kind of identifying pools of players you want to you want to pick from and put together. Who should GM Canada? You think? Who would you like to see there? What do you think? Uh, probably Kyle Dubas uh, would be the guy I'd go with. <laughs> You. Um, he could construct a blue line. You're saying that guy knows how to construct a blue oh, line. Oh, just years, years of uh, good work on the blue line. Then I mean, Doug Carlson <laughs> for Pittsburgh, another good move that worked well for Pittsburgh with two. Sorry, and I'll just get this shot in there. Carlson and Burns didn't work together in San Jose, so Carlson on the tank was for sure going to work. Like the second time, it works every time, and I'm not blaming everything on them, but. Well, how about this? How about the fact that he tried Barry and Riley together and it didn't work? Yeah. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they went to the like, similar thing and you bring it. Anyway, we're getting off topic yeah. here. Yeah. Doug Armstrong. I mean, Doug, yeah. I, he's, you know, he's Same been way. there. He's done that. Yeah, yeah. It'd be nice to get some fresh blood in there, though, too, right? Well, I'm trying to think who that is. Like, yeah. you look around the NHL, like, mm. you know, some of the Canadian guys, like in Canada mm. here, Shovel Day Off, Steos. I think Hughes is American, isn't he? Can't Hughes? I think he is. Yeah, I think so. You, you, Tree you Swedish, Yeah, you got yeah, uh, you got a Swedish guy in Vancouver. You got uh, mm -hmm. an older gentleman here in Ken Holland. I think he's done it before, um, or been part of the management team. And then mm -hmm. you know Rob Blake is he a guy in in, in L.A. Been through it? Um, Will he still be in L.A.? <laughs> Doctor Gonzo says Shirelli. Okay, Doctor Gonzo. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like I'm trying to go through the Canadian GMs here, just in my mind, quickly. Eiserman, uh, Quaddy says Eiserman. Yeah, uh, yeah, Eiserman. What about Breezebaugh in, in Tampa Bay? Yep, doing a good job. You know, those are probably be two guys I put on my top five list. I guess Armstrong is, you know, he's been down, but they, you know, as well as I do, they oftentimes bring in. It's a collective, right? It's a it's a group of guys. Ken Holland will have some free time by then. Yeah, fair point. He might be, what do they call them? Like an associate or an advisor? Yeah, um, senior advisor. Yeah, so usually it's, there's a few guys that get it done. Same with the coaching. All right, that was Taking a Lap, brought to you by Backscape. Okay, folks, new short segment here on the podcast. We're fired up about this. You've been asking about the hats. We've got the hats, and we're going to do our first giveaway. So not only are you going to get a hat, I've got, so we have the uh, the blue and the white with the fist. Um, that's sort of like Struddy has. Not the exact same hat. Oh, no, that's a snapback, right? Yeah, so that Snap, hat Struddy has back. on. I think DeBoers has some white ones as well. So we're going to do a trivia question here. This is the way it's going to work. You send your answer to this trivia question to gotyourback18 at gmail.com. There, Zuby's got it up there. For those listening in podcast form, I'll say it again. Really simple got your back and remember it's y-e-r got your back 18 at gmail.com the question is going to be or zuby did you grab a question or or i've got one ready i know i asked you to do it but i we didn't coordinate who was doing it tonight no you go i'll get the next one sounds good so question who scored the first goal of the season for the edmonton oilers this year 
Don't fire the answer in on the stream unless you want to give other people the answer. Gotyourback18 at gmail.com. Not only are you going to get a hat, but you're going to get a $25 gift certificate at DeBoer's as well. If you've never been to DeBoer's, where have you been? If you're a golfer, <laughs> just an awesome local company celebrating 25 years this month. They're celebrating 25 years, helping you play better golf for 25 years here in the community. So once again, the question is, who scored the order's first goal of the season? Send us an email at gotyourback18 at gmail.com. All the right answers. We will do a draw, and we will get back in touch with you. Now, has to be for our local listeners because you're going to pick the hat and the gift certificate up at DeBoer's. So, gotyourback18 at gmail.com. Who scored the order's first goal of the regular season this year? Send us an email, $25 gift certificate from DeBoer's, and a Got Your Back hat. Okay, time now for Ask Us Anything, brought to you by Match Eatery and Public House, your destination for all the sports action, big screens, ice cold beer, all your pub favorites perfected. Match Eatery and Public House, located adjacent to Rogers in the Grand Villa Casino. For more information, visit matchpub.com. Zuby, hop on in here, bud. This isn't your first appearance on the pod tonight. We heard you ordering pizza on the We're phone, bud. Oh, man. <laughs> I am dying for some ham and pineapple here. So was... You got dressed up. You got dressed up for the pod tonight, Strutty. Look at Zuby. Kind of. Hey, it's the, the usual underneath and black V, and I just chucked this thing over top. Classy. I think you, you look pretty sharp, but this is as okay. this is as done up as I've seen you for the pod. Oh, except for the Zuby Wed game, that I had the collared shirt that was actually buttoned. Yes. This is hanging open mm -hmm. here. Yeah, true, it's, true, true. Uh, what do we got, buddy? Let's roll through. Uh, we've gone a little long tonight, so we'll do five minutes or so of this. But uh, let's get her going. Okay, a couple good uh, before we get into some good trade stuff. But let's say um, uh, going back to Streddy's world. Jay says, Streddy, you can warm the skates with the floor blower option as well. You have a you have a car, or is that filled with dishes all down there? You couldn't put anything. No, it's down wet there. down there because oh. of the moisture off of my uh, snow that comes out of my shoes. So you can okay, <laughs> well not on option. your okay, um, <laughs> not on your side though. And then Yammer says, oh. Streddy, Streddy, going to invent a skate and glove holder for your car. You could be a billionaire. <laughs> Some plastic. <laughs> contraption that hangs off of your dashboard your skates and gloves yeah. going uh jl said um going all the way back to uh brownie's hat when he turned it around jl said his should say byg because if it's for brownie his cameras usually flip backwards anyway but that is a, <laughs> that is a problem that we have fixed okay um into some trade stuff so lots of people especially kagil a few other people uh, are very passionate about Vladimir Tarasenko being, mm -hmm. in his opinion, and some others, the quintessential fit for the Oilers. Top six, uh, right right hand shot, I believe, first shot score, five million on his one year deal in Ottawa. What do you guys? What's your opinion on on him? Struds. He's strong. He's big. He can shoot. You know, he's he's he'd be playing. I think he he's. Well, I know he's a left shot, but I think he plays the right side. So mm -hmm. that's more of a natural fit. His year hasn't been crazy. I don't know that the year has gone how he expected. There, obviously, Ottawa hasn't gone that well, but he's got close to. I think he's like fourteen goals or something in in that thirteen, whatever it is. But uh, speed is not massive anymore. But he is strong. He's built like a Russian machine. 
uh, like his old buddy Ovi. So I don't think the cost to get him would be that high. But what's his cap hit? I'm sure you got it there, Shoggers. He five, four or five million, somewhere in there. Five million bucks. So yeah. as Hart it's, explained to us, right? Uh, now Ottawa could be in a position to eat some salary too if you uh, if you sweeten the deal a little bit and if you pack along some draft picks as well. I like him as an option. I definitely do. I believe he's got a full no move though, like full no move. So he'll be if they're moving him, he'll be calling his shot. I think. Yeah, uh, and the cost. It's, there's no way that's a first rounder. No way for him. Mm, yeah, I mean. Yeah, 13 goals, 33 points. Probably not. It just, I, yeah, I, I think you're probably right, Struds, but it gets weird. It gets weird at this time of year. Fair point. I, I just weird. don't. Yeah, fair point. Fair, and I might, I might be wrong, but I don't, he, I don't see him as a first round option now. Yeah, he's. <clears throat> but this, this is what we were talking about before. If you want a targeted move on a specific right winger for your second line, like a left winger just causes problems. A, a left shot center who can play left wing only causes more of a weird log jam in a place where they got too many players already. And the owners don't have a long list of guys that can comfortably shift over. So really, like you're talking about right wingers, it's like Everly and and it's, uh, you know, Tarasenko. And it, like there's not a huge, yeah. it's Sprong, I think, can play both wings. Not a huge list. Who else are they talking about, Zuby? We got to get to some D men too. Um, yeah, on the D front, uh, Obelisk was saying if you could trade CC for Walker, maybe you have to add a draft pick. Of course, they're not talking about what's going out. But if you could trade CC for Walker, it's a difference of six hundred k, and then maybe you, you know you use that space to go after mm -hmm. your Gensel, your somebody else. Uh, what do you guys think of of Walker? Walker in for CC out, Struds. If you haven't seen him play, I've liked him for quite a while. Doesn't have a huge NHL resume, but um, I see him as a right shot Kulak. He he skates very well. He's smaller than Kulak. He's under six feet. I just he's not a his point totals aren't that much bigger than Kulak. I think in one year he had twenty four points, and Kulak had twenty last year for the Oilers. Five he's goals, a, uh, eighteen points in twenty nine games this, or sorry, fifty one games this season. Yeah, he's having a career year. Like this is he's blowing it away. So is this his big year? And then he, he goes back. But I think we got to be careful. He is a a I believe he's kind of similar to Kulak. I, I really do. A similar type player. Okay, so let me add something else to that scenario. You trade him and you move CC out. There's an immediate savings there between the difference between the two of them, right? But how about this, Struds? How about if you swap him in and CC out and you get Philadelphia to retain? So now is, you know, like, because, and I've heard Gregor makes the argument all the time and it's a very good argument. If you're going to swap out CC, you have to be sure that it's an upgrade. And that's the debate on Walker. How much of an upgrade truly is he on Cody CC? Well, and, and there's definitely a discussion to be had there. But what happens if you tag an extra asset in there and now the cap difference becomes so significant, you've now got space to go grab a good fourth-line center or you've got space to add a little bit more up front on the wing. If they'll retain, now you're thinking about that maybe more of an even swap between players as still being advantageous, Struts. I, I hear you, except you're getting, you know, you're getting smaller, for sure, 
and I and I you know you look at the recent success on the blue lines. Generally speaking, they're pretty big. The D men. Um, before this year, did anyone think that he was a top four defenseman? He being Sean Walker. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. And so now, there's no doubt he's had a good. He's, he's played well, and maybe this is his year. Maybe he puts it all together, and that's great. But. You know, I've watched him a few times, but I'm not sitting here saying I, I know him. I like the player. I don't know if I'm liking him beside Darnell Nurse trying to win a Stanley Cup. I, 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 this may be the guy, but that I would, you know, you'd better be damn sure that that's the case. How about this? And Zuby, sorry, we'll get to we'll get to a couple more. I was running through the list today, though, Strud. So they're going to try Corey Perry on the right side. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. Warren Fogle has shown he can moonlight there in a pinch. Yeah. Do you need to go get someone that absolutely 100% for certain can play in that spot? Or do you maybe add another guy who can take a run at that roster spot and can push those guys? A guy that could potentially do it, isn't as expensive, won't cost you nearly the assets, and he's another guy on the list that can potentially fit in that spot. Anthony Duclair would be a player like that. A player they'd be willing to retain salary on, a player who increases the overall speed level in your lineup. Is he a lock to be a top six guy? No. But if you throw him next to one of the best in the world, what can he do? I'd be interested to see that. They're trying Corey Perry tomorrow night, for goodness sake, Struts. What about that slightly watered down option? Highly motivated player. He'd be highly motivated, right? I think he's at three million bucks. Yeah. Um, and his speed, he's got wheels, he's got some good jets. So, yeah, I mean, that's a guy that I I would like to see come in because even if he doesn't fit at that second level, where he plays in the rest of your lineup, he's going to bring speed. He's going to get after it and get in there, and you can really be clear about what your expectations are for him. So that's that. You're talking about the secondary market, uh, Shogger. You're not you're not far or fishing in that massive pool. You're that secondary market. But I love yep. his speed. You know, I, I I thought the other night against Vegas, the Oilers looked like the fastest team. And – now they didn't produce as many goals as they want, and you know we can get into how that's going to happen. But I think the speed is going to matter. Getting in on the forecheck, getting after those D and wearing them down, for sure. Zuby, couple more, and then we'll wrap her up. Um, going back to the Philly thing, Marty Milner says, could Campbell be offered to Philly if Carter Hart can't play? Is that a, is there something there? Would the, you know? Would there be? Does that make them a team maybe more likely to talk about taking on that contract? I think Philly's happy with their two goaltenders that they have um, that they have coming. They've got some guys in the pipeline, um, so I don't necessarily think that that would be a move that they would make to go out and spend you know five million bucks a season. When I think they're happy internally with what they've got. Um, I feel like it hasn't I'm gone sorry. to play for. I think Philly wants to lose. I honestly think I don't think they expected they're going to win this year, and um, so I think it's I think it throws the team out of balance. So I, I, but adding Campbell at this point, I don't think that'd be really a move for anybody. Yeah, Sam Erson and Cal Peterson are their guys right now. Yeah, so they Uh, already have their Jack Campbell, Cal Peterson, who they took on from LA, right? Uh, Kay Gill uh, also said um, his suggestion is move out CC and get Tanev. So kind of doubling back on that same discussion is is it would it be an agreement that Tanev is a clear upgrade over CC for you guys, Strads? Yeah, defensively, yeah. So yeah, the, yeah, he he is he's a real competitor and he battles and he's 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 harder to play against. Cody CC is one of the strongest, if not the strongest guy in the Oilers, and you don't really see it. And I'd love to see him add that part to his game. 
you know, be a little more hard to play against night in, night out. But that's just not his personality. That's that's the way it works. But Shark, I'd ask you if the orders went to market with only Cody CC, only Cody CC saying we want to trade this player. What would the market be for that? Is that a hmm. second round pick, third round pick? Because you're getting again, you're getting it for two years. The cap yeah. hit is reasonable. It's a reasonable cap hack yeah. cap it when you look what's out there. Yeah, I think you're probably in the range there. Like he's not coming in in the same, you know, he's not coming in at the same level as as some of the top end defensemen that are on the market. But he's got a couple of years left. You're not he's 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 got positive trade equity. I think that's the point, right? It's not a negative trade equity situation where you got to throw stuff in to move him. Like serviceable defenseman that plays well, plays honest, and is and is. You know, he's been fairly robust in his time here in Edmonton. And quite frankly, he's he's been healthy. He's been available. He's been able to play. He's done his job. So I'd be careful about moving Cody CC out. I do think that there would be value out there. Tanev, would he be an upgrade? Yeah, um, I think so from a defensive standpoint. I agree with you there, Strud's. But CC fits. He's well-liked in the room, well-respected. And not that Tanev wouldn't be, but he stays healthy and he plays games for you. You know, and Tanev, a little bit of an injury history there. Um, But yeah, I think you're probably in that, you know, you're not a first round pick, but you're in that like probably that second, third round range, I would think. Kind of tough to say. Yeah, so any conversation we're having with leaving CC out for somebody else, there is value for him leaving. Like that, they're, they're, yeah, I think so. You're not, it's not like casting where you're getting rid of the contract. I think that there are other teams that would want Cody CC, especially that cap hit. Yeah, I think that the, are probably sniffing around with Philadelphia. Like the one, the one thing that's interesting, Philadelphia has two players that would help the Oilers. Two players that they're going to trade or willing to trade that would help the Oilers in Scott Lawton and uh, and Walker. And you wonder, you know, it's on all the websites, like the big, it's like a deal you make on NHL hockey on your Xbox. Is there a <laughs> dual deal there where the Oilers bring in a forward that they want? Yeah. You know, and a and a defenseman that helps them. What ends up going back the other way? That would be like massive deal if they were able to do that. But again, you need a right shot guy, and they, and that that's not what they'd be getting in Lawton. Yeah, it's 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 very tricky, and those deals get quite big. And I, I'm just going to put this out there for Oilers fans. Last year, the Leafs went crazy, brought a ton of guys in, and. A lot of the pieces didn't always fit the way they needed to. Now they they went around, which is to be celebrated, but at what cost? That wise. Hmm. One more like, Zuby, no more rapper, the, the Leafs had like nine NHL defensemen because when the playoffs started yeah. last year. Um, okay, yeah. last one. Let's say uh, Thomas N. This is going all the way back to the the uh, defensive line shuffle discussion. He says. Um, the defense has been good defensively, but has the defense been good offensively, let's say, outside of the power play? Um, what do you think of that statement? And do you think uh, that trying to get some offensive chemistry out of the D could have anything to do with the shuffle struts? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I actually went through it, and, and the Oilers D are, are holding known as far as, you know, point totals. Now, is that, you know, there, there's a lot of some that's power play, obviously, for Bouchard. But it's not like they're, they're not creating some points. As far as creating, changing a lineup to do that, I I don't think I would I would say that I, you know I think that's more systematic a little bit. How can you get your guys involved and jump up? But I feel like they do jump up quite a bit. So, no, I, I don't think the owners are are really deprived in offense from defense. Shogger, 
Yeah, no, and I if that's low on the priority list. It's it's like get them defending, get them defending, defending, defending. Bouchard will help out on the power play. Um, as long as they're moving the puck reasonably well and defending, the Oilers have enough weaponry up front to just get them the puck, let the forwards take care of the bulk of the offense. Um, just wouldn't be a huge focus. I think it's just all about how they're defending and moving the puck as a group as opposed to being concerned about what they're collectively producing uh, offensively. Um, that would be my gut on that one. Uh, Oilers in Anaheim tomorrow night. Strud's all chuck a name out there. Because, you know, how do you feel about Derek Ryan? Like, are you are you comfortable with him as your fourth-line center heading into the postseason? Or do you think that if you can find a guy at a dollar figure that makes sense, that uh, maybe you'd be in the market for a, another center or another right-shot center? Derek's a consummate professional. You know, he's he's been around not that long, actually, in the NHL for his age. But he always seems to find a way to contribute and help out. And he's, you know, considering – the minutes he gets and kind of his role, he's, he's finds a way to contribute uh, to this team. It's, it's, a, it's a, if you're going to upgrade it or, or change it, you got to make sure you're, you're getting, I think you got to get probably bigger would be mm -hmm. the one thing, but you're basically looking for Derek Ryan, but a six foot two version of him because, yeah. you know, really what, what more do you want the guy to do? He, he does pretty well in the face off thought. If I, if I remember correctly, um, he finds chips into some goals and help create offense on the line. Like I, what more, he looked maybe a little more physicality, but you know, again, he's not the, the biggest human. Keep an eye on 39 tomorrow night, Sam Carrick. He's uh, bigger than Ryan. He's six foot and a little bit, I think 850 K on the cap. Most used penalty kill forward. They have wins 52% of his face offs. Um, his name's been mentioned a little bit before here and there, but if they wanted to upgrade uh, in their ball, I mean, you think about a fourth line that's got, I don't know, I mean, let's say you end up with Yanmark and Carrick and Connor Brown as your fourth line, something like that. Now you're talking about a, a pretty robust fourth line that, um, you know, a little bit more tailor-made for the postseason. So we shall see. All right, time for our gem of the day as we wrap up the podcast here. Uh, Struds? Bunch of great moments. Um, trying to think. Nothing is popping out directly oh, to me. Where, where's I your head it. at on this? What do you oh, got? Oh, I got it. When I was uh, working through an epic Strutty's World and someone started, decided to order a pizza yeah. in the background. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Um, Zuby, I'll let you be the judge of this. It's either going to be you on the phone ordering pizza or it's going to be the picture I snuck of Strud's vehicle today. <laughs> I feel like the jam of the day is probably that mess on your dashboard. Zuby, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with that. I don't want to take the L here. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I took my lumps. I screwed up. No problemo. We'll all get. But yeah, no, I don't want to. I want to be a good gem of the day for uh, making another silly movie poster or something. Not for. Yeah, no, no, not a not for ruining right. a perfectly cromulent Strutty's world. Yeah. <laughs> Gem of the day, Jason Strudwick, skates, gloves on his dashboard while he's driving around town. Strudy. All the time. If you see me, I've got a big green truck. You'll see me. I just cruise and I do it because I like them dry and warm for my next skate. Like there's some days I'm on the ice four different times. Imagine how wet those things get. Dude, it's it's weird and it's gross and it's it's not okay. It's not okay. And then you're eating food. 
Oh, but it's not there. That's so. As soon as they're done, I put them in the bag and put them in the back. So they're only up there for about ten minutes. But it gets hot in there. I crank that sucker up full blast. <laughs> uh, programming note: We are not going to do a Sunday pod this week because of the Super Bowl. But we are going to try and get post game pods done both Friday and Saturday after the Anaheim and the LA games. Good job tonight, boys. Thank you kindly. Thanks to Hart Levine, Rob Brown as well. Thanks to all of you on the Weiss Johnson YouTube stream. Having tons of fun here on Got Your Back. Looking forward to the stretch drive through the trade deadline and the playoffs. Big thanks to our title sponsor, Sherwood Buick GMC. Have a great night or day, everybody. Chat soon.